motivation or anything like that. It's just something that kind of is stirring in my heart, so probably needs to be said. Uh, just that we find this enjoyment in this time together and getting together with God. I would just encourage us all to make sure that this isn't the only time that we're committing time to basking in his presence. I mean, he wants to spend time with us because he loves us. And we want to spend time with him because we want to love him, because we do love him, and we love enjoying time with him. And we have these moments here where we get stirred up and we feel the presence and it's just awesome, and I know I do too. And then we go throughout the week and 90% of the week is just worldly trash. And, you know, it's on us to make the decision to commit the time. Again, I go back to that morning time of prayer, that morning time of getting in the Word, and that morning time of really just spending time with Him. I know sometimes what happens to me is I commit the time, I get up and I'll do some prayer, and I'll do some reading, but I'm pretty tired, and I'll say, Lord, I just want to spend time in Your presence and then fall asleep. So watch out for that. It might get you. But, uh, <laughs> but that's okay, you know. It, it's still that time. It doesn't always happen like that, you know. And, you know, this, that time, that, that enjoyment, that worship, that comfort, that grace, that peace, that we experience here when we're worshiping together, that can be every day, all day long. Shouldn't that be our heart's desire, right? I want to be with you. I want to be in the spirit. I want to be walking in the spirit. I want to be walking in faith. I want to be walking in boldness and faith and confidence because I know that my Lord and Savior is with me because I physically feel his presence in here and in my mind, right? So anyway, now I'm already starting to preach, and that's not good because it ain't my day. <laughs> So I'm going to welcome Rob up here, Rob Sword, who's been prepping all week and, and has been basking in the presence of the Lord and has a word for us. So Lord, Father God, we just pray that you give us hearts of openness and receptiveness to your word, that we would have new revelation today of who you are and, and who we are in you and through you, Father God, and what you've called us to do and how to do it and all those things. We just want to be effective for your kingdom. And we just thank you, Rob, for, thank you Lord, for Rob, for bringing him up here, though he's wrestling through these um what a, what a man of god right armoring up and standing forth um dealing with all allergies and all this stuff which you're going to see while he's preaching father god we just pray that you would just open up his sinuses <laughs> and just give him peace in this and that you would bless him as he honors you and lifts up your word and lifts up your name in jesus name amen amen, amen. amen. thank you i pray the second allergy pill takes hold <laughs> so yeah, I am, I'm grateful. Thanks, Travis. Um, I know it's probably not easy to give up the, the pulpit and stuff. I know there's a lot of people out there who desire power and prestige and all that stuff. And Travis is not that person. <laughs> and, it's, um, and, and this church, you know, Chris, neither. You know, leading a church of, of a few is... Sometimes harder, you know, because the first question people ask, which, by the way, I've never heard anybody in NCMRI ask, how big is your church? You know, go to pastor's fellowships around town. I love those guys and stuff. First question, how big is your church? How many is in your church again? And it's like, you know, 10, 12, depends on the Sunday. You know what? But I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful because... This, we are healthy, and God is good, except for allergies. <laughs> you know, but we, we just, we're who we are. We love God, and God can do with us what he wants. Yes. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for that. 
that he is all-powerful, he's sovereign, which is partly what I'm going to talk about today. Um, but thanks, you guys, for leading worship. Um, that song, The Champion, it just, I'm always, I love when, and I, you know, the different, different people bring different stuff, different words, and it's amazing how sometimes they tie in. Not that it has to tie in, because there's a lot of people, and it could be 10 different words, and they're all different, and it ministers to 10 different people. But it's amazing when there's a thread. Or a rope sometimes, you know? And this song, The Champion, I've never heard that song before. It's probably old. <laughs> but, man, it just goes so well with what I'm talking about today, talking about overcome and persevering. Um, kind of the, the thread, again, recently has been maturity and walking with Christ and staying with Christ and the, even the things you prayed just now. Just, just staying in Christ and wanting to be with Him daily. How do we overcome? We're constantly with him. You become like who you hang out with. Yeah. And if you hang out with Jesus, you're going to become more like Jesus. And it's, it's an easy thing in some ways. And it's a light thing. It's not such a burden that so many people put. And can, we can make it. I've done it. You make it into a big thing and you make it harder than it is. You know, I'm telling students that all the time. Teaching a piano or guitar or whatever and you're, you're just kind of making this a little harder than it is. Just, just put your finger right here and just play it, you know? And sometimes we overthink stuff. You know, I'm very guilty of that. Just back off, you know, relax a little bit, and just receive. I love the line in that song. Now I can finally see it. You're teaching me how to receive it. That's a secret to the kingdom right there. Just just receive it. We don't have any power anyway in and of ourselves. So why do we try so hard to make it happen? You know, we just receive it. We have to become convinced and we have to just receive. We didn't earn it. We didn't die on the cross for ourselves. I suppose we could have, but it wouldn't have taken away any sin. Only the blood of the Lamb could do that. But we have to stand in it. Bible says, keep yourself in the love of God. That therein lies our responsibility. He showed his love, but we have to receive it and we have to stay there. We got to stay in his sheep pen, so to speak, and, and remain. Remain in me as I remain in you. But apart from yourselves, you can do nothing. The book of John says. That's one of the ways we overcome. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but this song just nailed it. So let all the striving cease. This is my victory. When I lift my voice and shout, the walls come down. I'm talking about worship today. I have authority that Jesus, the price he paid, the finished work of the cross, as Travis so often mentions. Miracles start breaking out. I have the authority that Jesus has given me. That's great. That's great. Perfection, I could never earn it. You give what we don't deserve, and you've taken the broken things, and you raise them to glory. Jesus said, I come to bring beauty for ashes. He gives that. We don't. He turns it around. So, continuing with maturity. Um, James 1.4. I'm going to give a lot of scripture today. Forgive me if I go fast. If you want my notes, I'll give them to you. James 1.4. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Luke 8.14. The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures. 
and they do not mature. You ever met a Christian who's the same person from 20 years ago or whatever? 10 years ago, whatever, it doesn't matter. But God wants growth. I didn't say this, but somebody did. Um, God measures growth, not time, which is true. Because if you stopped growing 20 years ago, that's nothing to him. But you can start growing again now because he hasn't changed. And all that time, we think, oh, to, because we kind of register time, but God doesn't. He's like, you can keep growing. You know, break off those dead leaves and take off the grave clothes and you can keep going from here. Overcome. You can do it. In Christ, you can do it. Ephesians 4.13, until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Last time I spoke, I mentioned a child, you know. Children are wonderful. We saw, a, driving to church today, we saw a dad jogging and his two little boys. One was eight and one was probably, what, five? Super cute, right? These little kids jogging with dad, you know? And, but we can't remain children. We can't remain children. I implore you, <laughs> don't remain as a child. Grow up in God. Take, take what he's given you, the good, the bad, and the really ugly, and just receive it, like the song says, let God do his work and mature because he knows what he's doing. He knows. He's good and he's kind and he's loving and he, he fills us along the way. He leads us beside green pastures. But maybe surrounded by that green pastures, a bunch of prickly wilderness. But thank God. He's changing us, man. He's changing us. And I'm so excited because our future is so good. You know? Our future is so good. Even if you die on a cross upside down like Peter did, our future is good. There's a lot of hope in Christ. And all these people who have everything around us, you know? We just rented a car. And we've always driven old cars, you know? And God's been gracious. We've actually been given five cars, <laughs> in the course of our marriage and they're all old <laughs> and they all need a lot of work and my buddy over here at El Camino Auto knows me well <laughs> but God's been so good and we rented a car and then they had to upgrade it and it was a Nissan Armada and we're like wow this is a great car it's a V8 you know we've never had a V8 and but we just rented it for a couple days and <laughs> but I look around town I'm like this is this is a nothing car to most of these people you know, who have these massive Escalades and Maseratis and all this stuff. But they have nothing without God. They have nothing without Him. And I go to clients' homes and these huge houses, huge, some of them, you know, you look at the average house around here, I mean, some of these homes are four times that size. You know, up in Newport and stuff, it's like, but you, there's, they don't have anything without Christ. With Christ, we have everything. God told, um, Jesus told the, one of the seven churches in, in, in um, Revelation chapter 2 and 3, um, you are poor, but you are rich. We have everything in Christ. It's because Christianity, it's, it's, it's a lot of outworking in the natural, but a lot of it's just here. And you're rich with Christ inside. The peace we have, the understanding we have, the hope we have, all of it. 
It's so good. And, and God's, God may bring all kinds of stuff to us and all kinds of trials and tribulations, and we're still rich. It may look to other people, <laughs> they're like, oh, I don't want to be that guy. But I know that I have everything I need. Jesus, you are enough. Something, I don't remember his name. That's a song, current song that's out there. Jesus, you are enough for me. With nothing, still I have everything. Jesus, oh, so good. Jesus is enough. How to overcome. 24 points. <laughs> yeah, go. And every one of these, literally every one of these could be a sermon in itself. Some of them a series. I'm going to try to go fast. I'd really like to hit all of them. Maybe don't try to take notes. Watch it on whatever. How to overcome. These are in no particular order, although the first few kind of are most important. Love God with all your heart, all your soul. Are you doing that? Do you really love God with all your heart? You wake up in the morning, Travis, I love what you said. Again, I love the diversity. John's song, Travis's word, and this. It just goes right along together. But are you waking up in the morning and are you standing and saying, I love you, Lord? All that may come, I love you, Lord. No matter what comes, I love you, Lord, with all my heart. Number two, remember who God is. He's sovereign. He's the creator. Deuteronomy 3.24, Sovereign Lord, you have begun to show your servant your greatness in your strong hand for what God is for what God is there in heaven or on earth who can do the deeds and mighty works you do. Isaiah 42.5, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, The creator of heaven and earth who stretches them out, who spreads out the earth with all that springs forth from it, who gives breath to his people and life to all who walk. It's all his. If every breath we take is his, every soul, every lost soul, every synthetic fuel, it's his. Because where does synthetic fuels come from? God. It comes from his earth. We don't have anything that we didn't take from his earth. His dirt, his rocks, his clouds, his rain, his rainbow, although people have tried to take it. Psalm 50, uh, 10 to 12. For every animal in the forest is mine, and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird in the mountains, and the insects in the fields are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you. I find that so troubling, because I think I need to know what's going on, you know? I think I need to know, have like a handle on the world, and none of us have a handle on. Even the powerful don't have a handle on the world. God does. Only God does. Number, number two is remember who God is. Number one, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Remember who God is. He's a sovereign creator and he tests the heart. Genesis 22.1. Abraham tested. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. God tests our hearts. All of life. And I, I like philosophy, you know. I can't say I'm super versed in it. But that philosophical stuff. You know, it intrigues me. And I try, I, I kind of like to think big picture. I'm not super detailed. Sometimes I am, but anyway. But that, that scripture, I think about this all the time. 
Let us make man. I always feel like, I've said this before, I feel like that was like the middle of the conversation. That God was maybe talking, because you know how uh, Satan went to God about Job? Let me, what about your servant Job? I wonder if there was a conversation before time began and, and Satan's accusing God. Well, nobody will ever love you because you just kick people out of heaven and Satan's doing his pathetic accusing that he does, victim and just accusing God, accusing God. And so before time began, Satan's up there accusing him and God says, all right, let us make man in our image and I'll show you that people will love me. Now, I can't say, I can't back that up scripturally, but I wonder. Maybe there was some conversation in heaven and God said, let's make man. And Satan may have asked for permission. I get to tempt them. I get to, okay. But God says, I get to send a redeemer. We'll see. We'll see who, who turns and loves me. We'll see. Let's see who, you know, life's not a game, but a lot of gaming type elements with it, you know. But the price and the reward and the final is life and death. So it's not a game, you know. But I believe that, that God is a part of his vast character of all he is. He is a sport you know and he I mean he took the challenge with Job and he won he took the challenge with Jesus and he won he took the challenge with you and me and he won I think that's phenomenal I think that's phenomenal how you know and he gave us then he gave us everything we need for life and godliness he gave us Jesus he gave us the Holy Spirit he gave us the word he gave us the prophets he gave us this book that has the whole scope um, start to finish, all, all spelled out for us, essentially. He's good. He's good. And he tests the heart. Exodus 20, verse 20. Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you and keep you from sinning. Do you fear God enough to stop sinning? Psalm 66, for God tested us and he's refined us as silver. Zechariah 13, 9, this third I will put in the fire. I will refine them like silver and test them like gold. That he literally puts in the tongs, puts in the fire, takes it out. Maybe hammers it a little bit, puts it back in seven times. The number of completeness. They will call on my name and I will answer them and say they are my people and they will be, I will be their God. Number three, how do we overcome? Keep a Christ-centered, God-centered world view. Colossians 1, 15 to 23, it talks about Christ. The Son is the image of the invisible God. I love the book of Colossians and this whole scripture here. He's the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. I love how Travis brought up a couple times, you know, the distance between the atom and the electron, right, is, is huge. It's vast. 
and there's actually more empty space in our bodies than solid matter. You know, it's kind of like the distance from Earth to the moon, this vast amount of space. And it's, it's amazing that, that the very things that make up our body are just filled with empty space, you know? And I kind of think that I don't want to get ahead or get off on a tangent, but that's kind of a metaphor for life. Our life is a lot of empty space, quote unquote. There's a lot of nothing that happens. And the challenge is, can we live in that empty space in God and keep ourselves in his love? We don't always face a challenge. We don't always have major things that happen. We certainly don't always have mountaintop experiences. What are you doing in the valley in the long, empty spaces? Are you living there in Christ? That's the challenge. That God knew that when, when that, when that. when he said it from the beginning, he knew that you would have long, empty spaces. And we try to wait. I know in my immaturity, I've been like, God, I just, I just want another awesome worship service. I just want to go to another camp. And you know, there's not a lot of that. They're great when they happen, and enjoy them, and receive from them, and feed off of them. But most of life is that long road of nothing, you know. And we just need to stay there in Christ, standing on the Word. Stand on the word because God's testing your heart in the wilderness, in the long road, in the dark places and in the happy places. You know, when your journey takes you up on top of a hill and you get to see everything and it's sunny and bright. And yeah, enjoy it. But we, we were made to live in the valley. That's where God, that's where the real fruit of the spirit comes to pass. We got to move on. Read Colossians 1. I'm not going to continue with that. Number three, oh, I've got two number threes. That's wonderful. Number, uh, Chris Vinon, you say, number next point, whatever it is. Stand in what Jesus has done. How to overcome, number four. Stand in what Jesus has done, 1 Corinthians 15, 3. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. 1 Corinthians 5, 7. Get rid of the old yeast so that you may be unleavened batch as you really are for Christ our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. The Passover lamb, the Passover started 1,000, 1,500 years prior to Christ. God's plan was Christ from the beginning. Stand in that. John said, look, the lamb of, the God, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Next point, number five, worship. How to overcome. Worship. enemy hates worship he hates when we lift our voice we and we were created to worship we were made to magnify something you ever found somebody who just loves motorcycles you ever found somebody who just loves computers what do they do talk about motorcycles and computers we were made to lift up god we were made to exalt him we were created to do that psalm 29 2 ascribe to the lord the glory due his name worship the lord Come, let us bow down and worship and kneel before the Lord our God. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. If you want the scriptures, I'll give them to you later. 254 times it says worship in scripture. Seeing, it says like, I don't know. I forgot what it was. I didn't write that one down. Shout, come let us shout to the Lord, to the rock of our salvation. Shout to the Lord all the earth, burst into jubilant song. 169 times it says that. We were created to do it. You know, and I heard somebody say that, 
Oh, introverts are like, oh, I don't shout. And extroverts are like, oh, I don't get quiet. Man, you better be doing both. No matter who you are. We were created for both. Meditating on, on, in the morning. Going before God and just putting aside your pride and laying down before him and just saying, God, I need you. You're, you're mine and I'm yours. I was bought at a price by the blood of Jesus daily. Next, to overcome. Remember, and that's a key word in scripture. The Israelites forgot the Lord their God and they turned to idols. That's a key word. Remember the unfailing love of God. Psalm 33, 5. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. I can't give you all these scriptures. Jeremiah 31, 3. The Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. Number seven, focus, how to overcome and make it to the end of your short life. Can you imagine if we lived 400 years? Man, 700 years? <laughs> they did. I'm kind of glad at times it's 70 to 90, 93. Happy birthday. Claire was 93 the other day. But are we focused? For these words of mine, fix these words of mine in your heart and mind. Tie them as symbols on your hand and bind them on your forehead. Fix your thoughts, Hebrews tells us, on Jesus. Are our thoughts fixed on Christ? Or are they kind of there sometimes and then most of the time it's kind of on ourselves, selfishness, what we want? Number eight, Stand. How to overcome. Just stand. <laughs> Put on the full armor of God. Are you putting on righteousness? Are you walking in righteousness? Because if you're not, you can say, I put on the armor, I put on the armor all day, and you're not putting on the armor. <laughs> if you're not walking in the ways of God, how you know to walk in them, then your breastplate's cracked. Your helmet is twisted or something. Number nine. How to overcome. Pray, pray, pray. Ephesians 6, 18 to 20. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions. This is right after the armor of God. On all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's um, people. 19. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given to me so that I may fearlessly make known the mystery of this gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare fearlessly as I should. And then think about the, the widow and how um, uh, when she went before the unjust judge and she was persistent. That was Jesus' parable for prayer. Persistent prayer. Number 10, remember there is eternal reward. Revelation 2 and 3. You can read about the churches. To those who overcome, I will give the to right to eat from the tree of life. I will give the hidden manna. Uh, they, will, they will be clear of the second death. Good stuff. Thank God. I don't want to be a part of the second death. That's hell. <laughs> Good reward. There's great reward in heaven. There's great reward. Jesus is working on a house for us right now. Remember, God knows. This is number 11. Remember, God knows and he is watching. The Lord looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who understand. David told Solomon, for the Lord searches every heart and understands every thought and desire. 
If you seek him, he will be found by you. And if you forsake, oh, that's one I wanted to make one of my points. Seek God with all of your heart. You got to seek. It's not just being content. It's a constant seeking. Lord, more. Lord, I want you. Uh, what's, today's, what's today's food? Give us today my daily bread. Number 12, remember judgment's coming. There's great reward after the judgment. He's going to judge the living. He's going to judge the dead. He's going to separate the sheep from the goats. And then he's going to give us our reward. But if you don't know him, judgment's coming. Just as people are, are destined to die once, after that to face judgment. Number 13, have a disciplined mind. How to overcome, how to live this life and overcome and hear Jesus say, well done. Have a disciplined mind. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of Christ. And we take captive every thought. That thought of jealousy comes in. Nope, not going to do it. How come they have an escalator and I don't? Nope, not going to do it. God is my provider. Doesn't matter. Doesn't, all this stuff's going to burn anyway. And when I stand before God, he's, gonna, he's not going to ask me how big my car was. He's going to ask me, did you love your neighbor? He's going to ask me, were you patient with rude people? He's going to ask me, did you stand when the fire was against you? And that's the stuff that's not going to burn away. It's going to remain, and then God's going to say, well done. Disciplined mind. Whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, think about such things. Have you ever thought about what those things are that are admirable and true? And, you know, go home and sit before God. God, what is it that's admirable? Okay, helping the poor is admirable. Good, think about that. Being kind to people who are rude, that's admirable, do that. Think about that. How do we do that? Faith and patience, number 14. How do we overcome? Faith and patience. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what is promised. We're in a family, and there is an inheritance waiting. Perseverance. How do you overcome? Perseverance, number 15. And I've got a lot of scriptures for this one. Romans 5.3, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, character, hope. I could go on for this stuff. Second Thessalonians, therefore, among God's churches, we boast about your perseverance and faith in all the persecutions and trials you are enduring. James, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work. Number 16, walk in the Spirit. How to overcome. Walk in the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Please read Romans 5, sorry, Romans 8 and Galatians 5. Number 17, we died with Christ. We are alive with Christ. That's what baptism symbolizes his death and his resurrection. We have died with him. We've taken our passions and desires and sins. We've nailed them to the cross and we live in him. Like that song says, victory. Our victory is Christ's victory. Christ defeated death. We will defeat death. Christ defeated sin. We can defeat sin. Consider yourselves dead to sin. It's not just by willpower. People have tried that and you can have a little bit of success in that, but not heavenly success. It takes the blood of Christ. 
18, cut off sin or master sin. I find it so interesting that uh, at the beginning of Scripture, when Cain killed Abel, he said, sin desires to have you, but you must master it. Sin crouches at your door, but you must master it. And Jesus referenced kind of the same thing. He knocks at our door. We have sin crouching at our door. We have Jesus knocking on our door. Whose door are you answering? Or what are you letting in your door is probably a better way to say it. There's a lot of stuff at your door. Sin or Jesus? Who are you going to let in? And both are at the very tips of Scripture. Interesting. Consider yourself dead to sin. I said that. I'm on number 20 now. Lay down pride. How to overcome. Lay down pride. Bite it. Be humble. Let people discipline you. Oh, there's nothing harder. I was just teaching a kid the other day and talking to his mom how he hates to be corrected. You know? I have kids, they do, there's a saying, don't judge me, you know? Kids will say, don't judge me. I say, well, I'm paid to judge you. <laughs> Your parents asked me to come and judge you and teach you. But he, he hated, he just hated it. And he starts crying, you know? You know? But we're like that. God sends someone into our life and they point out something in our life and we get so mad and we fire back at them. It's actually satanic. Satanic pride. The very thing that Satan said, I will be like. I will, nobody will tell me what to do. Nobody will tell me. I will not submit to you. You may not say it out loud, but actions sometimes speak louder than words. Number 21, stand for Jesus against the enemy. Number 22, consider it all joy. We kind of read that scripture earlier. 23, increase and grow. Grow. God measures growth, not time. First Peter, his divine power has given us, oh sorry, Second Peter, has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us every great and precious promise so that through them, you may participate in the divine nature. God actually wants us to be like him. Isn't that ironic based on what I just said about Satan who said, I will be like God. No, you won't. And then, but God wants us to be like him. Weird, huh? Yeah. But the right way. Because we never can be like God except for the blood of Jesus and his refining work in us. Yeah. Then we become more like him and we participate. What a wonderful thing that we have ahead of us to be like God. We, yes, we know good and evil, but we also have the power to overcome the evil and walk as he walked. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. And the, the principle here is keep adding. Add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and then self-control and then perseverance and godliness and godliness, mutual affection and love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure. Remember the large trees have to take in more than the small trees. They will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed by their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For, the, for if you do these things, you will never stumble and you will receive a rich reward and welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Last one I have here, and certainly this is not exhaustive, 
Number 24, don't love your life. John 10, 17, the reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life. If we want to be like Christ, we lay down our life. We don't take it. We don't strive for stuff. John 12, 25, anyone who loves their life will lose it. Anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. I love that. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave gave himself for me. James 1, 2, blessed. Say, I'm blessed. He is the one who perseveres. Have you been persevering? Then you're blessed. Having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life. The Lord has promised those who love him. Father, we thank you that you have good things waiting for us for those who overcome. God, we know the reward is much greater having fought a difficult fight. The victory is sweeter. The reward is greater when the battle is tougher. And God, we're not asking for hard stuff. <laughs> but we, we want to be those who have a heart to overcome. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. Having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised those who love him. It will be worth it all one day. Father, we stand in your victory and we stand in your grace and we stand in your love and we stand in your comfort. And we stand in the knowledge that you are in control. And we stand in the fact that your love never fails. And God, we want to overcome and we want to make these things ours. God, help us. Like he said, like Guy said, I do believe, but help me in my unbelief. Help me, Lord. Help me, Holy Spirit. I receive your enabling the same enabling that rose Christ from the dead, the same enabling that turned those 12 weak and whatever disciples into the ones who spread the gospel to the world. Thank you, Lord, that you are a miracle-working, victorious God, and your spirit lives inside of us. And Jesus defeated every foe on the cross and took all of our shame and guilt. And we stand in that, Lord God. We thank you so much for your riches of your love and the riches of your kindness and your goodness. And I just pray your grace on every person here today. And I pray your grace in our community. Help us to take the light into the darkness and honor you in all of our actions and words and our thoughts. And We want to become more like you as we soak and marinate in your truth and in your love. May the word of God dwell richly in us. Thank you, God. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
good word. It's a really good word. I'd like to start out with uh, whenever somebody asks, how big's your church? I always just say, ah, we're under 500. So that was a good answer. I just stick with that one at all times, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, and it's, it's amazing to me because I didn't know what uh, Rob's word was for today. We didn't pre-talk about it or anything. It's just the things that come to my mind is that his, his theme, his main theme is, is of, uh, of um, persevering and push-throughedness and stuff has been on my mind for quite some time and really does feel like a word for this church, for, these in, for us as individuals, for us as a body, for us as, as, the, as, as God's church in the nations, in San Clemente. It's funny that we're having this conversation about push-throughness in a CrossFit gym, too. It doesn't, that's not lost on me either, and things like that, or times when it's cold in here and we have to push through, or times when it's hot in here and we got to push through, and times when COVID hits and we lose our building and we have to push through, and times when we're at the park under tents and we have to push through. And I would just encourage us to take that word that Rob brought to us from the Lord to heart, um, again, as individuals, as a body of believers, and, and that whole thing about numbers, and I joke around saying, yeah, we're under 500. I, I don't sweat that. I, I hope you don't either, because another word that did come to us also when we were at one of the NCMI thing is, it's not about the numbers, it's, is it a healthy church? You know, and as I look around, I see a healthy church. We believe in Jesus, and we trust Jesus, and we love Jesus, and we love each other. You know, and, and our heart's desire is to be more like God every day and walk in righteousness more and more so every day that we could have. Uh, oh, man, I got to watch out because I'll re-preach everything. But I love um, the imagery comes to mind of, of this line of our life, of, of the highs and the lows. And, and Rob was right on point when you think of where is really the challenge. When we are in our lows, boy, we press into God. You know, oh, Lord, help me in this, help me in this. When we're in our highs, especially if we are mature, and I think we're mature enough that we can be on those highs and be like, thank you, Lord. The praying for deliverance and the thankfulness, man, they come. They come, but the long stretches, the valleys, it makes me think of, of, of God's people in the wilderness. You know, what are we doing with that? That's 90 some odd percent of our lives, if not more, yeah. is in that valley or on that long stretch between the lows and the highs, where we're looking for the highs and not wanting the lows, but are we wasting that time? Will that time have temporal value? Just searching for this, searching for that, trying to get better at work, trying to get better at CrossFit, or trying to get better at this or that, or acquire things, or do we fall into that worldly atmosphere and view of our life, or are we taking this time and saying, how do I make this time have eternal value for his kingdom? For our king and for his kingdom. I think we say that somewhere around here. For him and for his king, kingdom. You know, let's get our, that place pushed through. The theme for today and through our maturity and our disciplined life. Let's take those times and recognize them for what they are. And say, Jesus, take this time. Take my life. This active worship of laying down this, our lives for our king, king and for his kingdom. So thank you, Rob. Well done. And we just love you, Jesus. And um, let's just celebrate that name. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Thank you for this time. It was a wonderful time. Thank you for joining us. And we're going to meet in the back here because we want to do a little birthday celebration for a quick moment here. Thank you for joining us online, if you are. And uh, have a wonderful week. Amen.